T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back here on 1140 The Bet. Adrian Hernandez here riding solo, which is super unfortunate because my co-host, Lindsey Brown, is on her way to Minnesota, where she was born and raised. But we swapped in another native set to join us because making its return to Las Vegas in person with competitors and fans at Mandalay Bay is Evo. The 2022 Evo Championship Series Finals will run August 5th through the 7th at Michelob Ultra Arena. And we will get you tickets or we will get you details on how to get your tickets as this interview goes but joining us to explain and let people know what exactly is coming to Las Vegas is the GM of Evo, Rick Thayer, also known as Hado. Rick, I appreciate the time. I know next weekend is a huge time for you and Evo. How are you doing and how close is everything to being ready? We are absolutely in crunch week, but everything is on pace to be ready and rolling when we see everybody in person next week. Awesome. And as always, all insider calls are brought to us by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download your BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Now, I want to break the ice, and I'm sorry if I'm a little bit long-winded, but I just want to kind of give you my background. So I grew up as a Halo kid, uh, went to way too many MLG events to compete. And then as I grew up, I was an intern, then I helped the broadcast team. And while I was in college in Florida, all my friends were strictly fighting game players. So I was the odd man out. But I got to kind of see... Not only like the passion, but I always admired the grassroots of the fighting game, you know, kind of like the mentality and obviously getting to see, you know, organizations like CEO rise. So I'm really glad that I'm going to get to talk to you in here and kind of get an inside look. And for those here listening in Las Vegas that have no idea what Evo is or they're listening with their kids where they're like, Dad, shut up. This is awesome. You have no idea. I know that this is essentially the Super Bowl for fighting games and fighting game tournaments. If you could kind of explain what we'll be seeing next weekend and really how did it get to this massive point. So next weekend, you will be seeing nine different fighting games on site at Mandalay Bay and in the Michelob Ultra Arena, where many, actually, no, let's go braggadocious with it, literally the best of the best players in the world are going to be on-site competing to prove that they are the best in the world. So they get home to wherever they came from, sit down across the table with mom and pops and go, hey, I did it. Damn right. Yeah, yeah. Go braggadocious, man. That's what we're here for. Uh, just out of curiosity, because it'll kind of lead into my next question. So if, if for, for those of us that aren't going to be able to make it uh, to Mandalay Bay and the uh, Michelob Ultra Arena, are we streaming this on Twitch, YouTube? Is there a TV partner uh, for next weekend? 
We're going to be streaming on Twitch, on YouTube, streaming on a couple of channels internationally. I believe we're also going to be live on Twitter and even Facebook. If you have access to the Internet and at least <laughs> one app on your phone from something newer than, I don't know, 1992, you can probably find Evo. And well, and the reason why I asked is, again, from the outside viewpoint, one thing that I've kind of loved uh, from year to year is seeing the amount of tweets about, yo, why is this on my TV screen? Or why is this on my Twitter? And it's kind of dwindled where people are like, wait a minute, this is actually super hype. What and why do you think Evo kind of attracts a more casual audience as, as we get to watch and showcase not only these games, but these guys and girls that are competing? I think a big part of it is fighting games are extremely straightforward. Even the most frenetic, energetic, bombastic fighting game at the end of the day is about one character on one side of the screen, another character on the other side of the screen, beating each other up until only one is standing. It's pretty easy to follow that even in the most chaotic moments. And I think it's easy to understand when a moment of tension is occurring. And when you're watching a competition, those moments of tension, those moments of, is this going to happen? Is this not going to happen? I think that's a big part of why we watch. And fighting games are as many of those moments in 99 seconds at a time, bite-sized morsels, as any competition in the world can give you. No, 100%. I would agree with that. And and just to let you know, I've, I've been one of those forum kids that's been in many arguments with the games I care about, arguing about the competitive versus casual standpoint of certain settings and certain things. And, you know, you and the rest of the team at Evo, you guys have to find that balance for not only the competitors, but for the viewers that are going to be there at the Michelob Ultra Arena next weekend or watching at home. And what's the decision process uh, in making some of these choices? And what's kind of the plan to build this audience as the pandemic's over and, and we're back to being in person and full throttle? Decision process-wise, I think for us, we're in the interesting space in competitive gaming where fighting games and Street Fighter 2 specifically are one of the oldest ways to compete in video games that exist. And so there's generations of fandoms at this point. You can have a 50-year-old in the room playing with their kids. They're still playing Street Fighter. Same franchise is carried through. And so as we approach the event, we want to bridge those understandings as much as we can. So we have one of the largest arcades that you'll see at a convention in America on site next week. We have a huge vendor village that's full of developers and publishers and brands that produce products for fighting games as a market themselves, but also just fans of fighting games. You can go get a fight stick. You can go check out Street Fighter VI that's coming out next year. You can find a guy that handmade a rug of the Tekken 3 logo. <laughs> that incredible <laughs> it's that passion that, i'm talking that, about <laughs> yeah and it's it's that i think it's that passion all wrapped up in one space in one environment with artisans and industry folk and players and general fans all in one space for the same purpose surrounded by that communal interest or communal love of the fighting game genre in a way that really can't be experienced anywhere else in the world and one thing I do want to ask you, too, and maybe I'm jaded because of, you know, growing up competing in the MLG circuit and, you know, it was it was Halo, it was Gears of War, and then online it was Call of Duty, and then eventually Call of Duty would then be involved in person. 
And one thing I've, I've like really enjoyed is and kind of it, it's left me like, wow, that is possible. Is the as you said earlier, there's going to be a total of nine games. You got your Street Fighter, your Tekken, Guilty Gear, Mortal Kombat. What is the process that you guys have um, in selecting these games, and why is it not kind of streamlined into okay, you got one A and one B. These are the two main games with the most money, and this this is what we want to showcase. Why is it the multiple instead of like one or two? I think our approach there is we actually really do want to showcase the breadth of fighting games, and we want to showcase all the different flavors of fighting games. When you go in, you check out the Olympics, and you go check out track and field, it's not just the sprint race. It's not just the marathon. It's not the, let's, let's call those the more popular activities within that particular competition. Yeah. Shot put is in there. Long mm-hmm. jumps are in there. High jumps are in there. Hurdles are in there. Why do hurdles? There's already a bunch of other running competitions. But all of those different things together, all rooted in the same type of physical activity, showcase all the different ways that, as humans, we can compete out on a track and field. And so at Evo, we also want to show all the different ways, or at least all the different styles of competition that exist within fighting games. So yes, we have Street Fighter, one of the oldest and longest lasting 2D fighting games full of Hadoukens and Shoryukens and Ryus and Chun-Li's and things that have become popular culture. But we also have Tekken, because Tekken is an entirely different type of fighting game and that it's a 3D fighting game, but it's rooted in the same style of combat and that it's going to be about how you space characters, how you punish your opponent, how you set up and bait your opponent into situations you can capitalize on. A little bit of that uh, sweet science. We have those kind of two big tent poles of the show, but you already called out Guilty Gear, a game that is got a little bit of kind of where Street Fighter rooted, but has all kinds of aerial combat and these giant attacks and these eccentric characters and it is loud and it is in your face and that is an entire different flavor of that type of combat so we go and try to find as many of those different flavors as we can put into the show because we think that makes for a better show but more importantly we think that gives people who attend a better chance of leaving either appreciating fighting games or kind of falling in love with something new yeah, and, I, and I love the thought process, and thank you for enlightening me. And once again, uh, Rick Thire joining us here on 1140 The Bet. The 2022 EVO Championship Series Finals kicks off next weekend starting August 5th. It'll go all the way through the 7th at Michelob Ultra Arena where our Las Vegas Aces play. And you can get your day passes, your two- and three-day ticket bundles right now on access.com. That is AXS.com. Uh, one thing I do want to ask you, and, and I kind of think I know the answer because I know Sony uh, is kind of running the show when it comes to Evo, but why is there no Super Smash Brothers? It's not really that I think Sony is running the show. It's that every year you go out and you talk to developers and publishers about featuring their game, showcasing their game. And when you do that, you sometimes run into situations where those developers and those publishers are looking to showcase their games in different ways or in different places or for different groups of people. And this year... Nintendo's doing that. And that's okay with us. We've got nine other absolutely fantastic games we're showcasing. And with Smash not there, we actually had more space to showcase more of them. But I also think and hope that as we kind of continue building on the event that we've got, that we're coming back here this year at Mandalay Bay, that we've got a what I think is a new and improved arena show at Michelob Ultra Arena next Sunday, that we'll just 
be working again together in the future. Yeah, ho- hopefully. And and one thing I, I do want to ask you about is, you know, doing my research uh, and, you know, trying to figure out I come correct because I'm I'm, tr- I'm crossing like I have to have a fine balance of people that have no idea what's going on. And hopefully some that are involved in the community get something enlightening out of this. And I was kind of surprised. Um, this is going to sound weird that everything wasn't positive during the pandemic. And the reason I say that is because, you know, when you look at articles and this, that, and the third, if we're all stuck at home, all these places had record number of sales and everyone's buying DLC and skins for their character, no matter what type of game. So I'm just wondering uh, how difficult was it running these tournaments? And obviously with online fighting games, especially you cannot have lag and things like that really distort the the competition sense of that. So kind of talk me through the process of the pandemic leading up to now, where finally we're back in business in person. I think anytime you're dealing with a competition in a community that is rooted in in in-person camaraderie, in-person rivalry, it's challenging for that to come through the internet successfully. Now, with that said, there were lots of online tournaments in the last two years. There were online circuits. There were online leagues. There was a ton of stuff that helped fighting game fans stay together and stay excited. And what I have seen as we get ready for this upcoming show is there is a ton of feedback from people where this is their first show, where they discovered fighting games because they were at home during the pandemic, because they were sitting there discovering Dragon Ball fighters, because they were big Goku fans and sitting around at home, popped up PSN, hit the store and was like, oh, there's a Dragon Ball fighting game. I should check this out. And we've got people coming through where They were playing Skullgirls Mobile. We've got people coming through who, because a bunch of the tours had to run regional products, in part because the net code is not necessarily good enough for that lag-free play that you're talking about when you're trying to go coast to coast or country to country, found someone closer to home that became their training partner, the person they talked to about fighting games. And if you get into fighting games far enough, you pretty much learn a whole new language. So finding those other people to talk to on a regular basis about it is incredibly important. So as we come into this show, we're trying to stay conscious of all of those new attendees because for the legacy attendees who are really showing up for that high-level competition, that meeting of friends, that opportunity to watch players from Korea play against players from Mexico to maybe both lose to a player from the U.K., Evo's got that part on lock. That has not changed. But for everybody that's new, we really want to produce a a convention experience and a tournament experience that welcomes them into the community in a way where if we circle back to that generational fandom we talked about some time ago here on this call, a couple generations from now, they're bringing their kids. No, 100%. And that's that's kind of the beauty of it. And obviously what Evo's been going on since 1996, right? Forever and a day, man. <laughs> yeah, so it's definitely a legacy of whether you want to call it esports or I prefer competitive gaming. Um, but before we get you out of here, um, I kind of reached out uh, to the community. It was scary asking people questions on the Internet. But I got a couple good questions from fans, so I want to run through these. Um, and thank you again, Rick, so much for the time. Uh, first question, uh, someone wanted to know, are there any plans to run tournaments uh, in other regions of the world or doing more than just you know, one Super Bowl event, which is going to happen next weekend in the Evo Championship Series finals, but doing other in-person events and kind of like a circuit, as we were talking about before. 
So Evo's definitely done that in the past. Um, back in 2018, 2019, for instance, there was Evo Japan. We have talked a lot about what Evo can do and what Evo should do. So those conversations have certainly happened. For now, particularly coming off of two years of not having the event, we are laser focused on next weekend. From there, we will find out. Awesome. How do you? Uh, how have you seen fighting games evolve? How have I seen fighting games evolve? Well, fighting games started with a bunch of people in an arcade with a bunch of quarters trying to just kill time. And fighting games are now at a point where the competition around them is so large and so popular that I have a job. So, <laughs> Well done. Congrats. <laughs> I, I think that, I mean, iteration after iteration of these games, they come out every couple of years and we get people who are refining specific types of fighting games, people who are experimenting with new types of fighting games. We're just seeing a genre figure out just how far it can go. And I don't, I don't think that's going to slow down at all. Community's done nothing but expand since I got here, and it's been a while. And, and as you see things grow and evolve, uh, someone wanted to know, uh, obviously we're a new generation where uh, we're swingers now. We can play this game on PlayStation and Xbox, um, and crossplay is a thing. Uh, do you think as some of these fighting games come out that don't feature crossplay will hurt them in the general uh, long run, like in terms of, accessibility or even like being viable for a tournament like Evo? I don't know if it'll impact viability in the sense that wherever a game is played and a game is popular and a game is good, that's worth Evo's attention. What I do think is any game that releases where they're intentionally trying to limit the amount of people that can play the game, that's not where I think gaming is at. You look at your Fortnites, you look at your Call of Duties, there's Rumble Versus coming out soon, which I'm excited about. These are all games designed around reaching as many people as possible because when you're rooted in competition, you need as many people as possible. It takes time and effort to get to a high level in these games. Not everybody's going to put in that time and effort. So you better have a big pool of people to find those diamonds in. And, Rick, final two questions. Uh, number one, what determines prize money for these games? All the games at Evo are built around the number of attendees that are in there. It's a just competitor-driven pot. Gotcha. And then my last question. You tweeted out the numbers. Nine different games are going to be crowned champions, or someone will be crowned champions in those nine different games, rather. 63 different countries will be attending. Uh, this will be the first time that this will be run in person um, where is you guys as a staff's excitement level? Although, like you said, it is crunch time. So I know you guys are trying to make sure everything's ready. And what can people here in Vegas that are considering going or have never been, uh, what can they expect when they walk in uh, to Mandalay Bay for next weekend? Anybody who's never attended can expect a community that spans 63 countries that really crosses the world all together in one spot focused on a single activity and a single genre fandom where you're going to have the, the noise level that comes with thousands upon thousands of people competing. You're going to have the vendors and retail stores that come with anytime you have that many people in one location. You're going to have eight stages in a room that all are presentation screens, giant projectors, big audio setups. So when you hear somebody actually land a super move in one of these games, you can rattle the bones a little. 
And then come Sunday, we will literally have four games in a row in an arena with an entire arena spectacle and presentation where we will crown champions from a pool of competitors where that is legitimately a life goal. They are putting the time and the effort in to be the best and have understandings about these games and understandings about how people play these games that I can't even pretend to fathom. Well put. That is how you sell some tickets, man. Uh, Rick Thire joining us, uh, general manager of Evo. And, Rick, I want to thank you for uh, the time. Good luck next weekend. Uh, I look forward to getting to see the action in person for my first Evo. Uh, Hopefully we can meet in person. And, again, we appreciate the time, Rick. Happy to stop by. And just because it's always good to end the radio on this, tickets are on sale today at access.com. There are actual specialty deals coming through these radio interviews. And, Go find yourself a way in. It's going to be worth your time. It's going to be worth your money, and you're going to find something new to fall in love with. Yeah, absolutely. Rick, thank you so much. And like he said, Evo is next weekend. Get your tickets at access.com, AXS.com. And as always, all insider calls are brought to us by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books and download your BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Coming up next, it is the last segment of the show, last segment of the week. And, yes, we haven't got to everything in the sports world, but we will. Don't trip. We look back at it. Coming up next, it's 1140 The Bet. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.